I believe we all want what we desire to come true. But ask ourselves, how many have they actually come true? All the unrealized dreams, abandoned New Year's resolutions, and the extra 5kg still wrap around our waist 10 years after we gave birth to our last kids. Have all these let down convict you that you are the problems? Your weak willpower, your laziness, your fear of taking actions are the cause to your suffering? If so, you need this episode. Today's book will show you why you are not the problem and how just a few simple scientifically proven tips will start turning your wheel of changes. If you want your 2024 be the year of seeing your dream comes true, listen in. Welcome to A Book with Bubble Tea. With your host, Mira He. here I share takeaways from East Asian books on parenting, startups, and self-growth. Seeking insights beyond the typical English shelf? Want to be a better parent and achieve more in life? You are in the right place. Grab your bubble tea and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of A Book with Bubble Tea. I am Mira. How's everyone doing? As we're approaching the end of 2023, I got another great book for you guys to prepare for a good 2024. Today's book is also from Japan. It's called 37 Keys to Immediate Action, Overcoming Procrastination Scientifically. It's written by Nobutaka Ohira. I'll put the name of the Japanese title and Chinese title in the show notes so you can check out there. When I first picked up this book, I really didn't expect much. I thought, you know, I'm just going to learn some tips here and there to help me overcome my procrastination. You know, I just say, really, you know, what's there to expect about? But after reading it, I felt, wow, this book has so much more than that. This is not just about, you know, helping us overcoming procrastination. It's actually about how we can make our dreams come true. You know, I just love it. I absolutely love it. You know, more surprisingly, as I read through it, I actually felt comforted. You know, it's very weird, like saying I got comforted by a self-growth book, but that's true. I really didn't expect that. I feel I was being understood, and I feel like all my negative judgment of myself, like, you know, I cannot deliver any results, I have weak willpower, I can't dream big, I'm lazy, you know, I'm not, like, result-driven, etc., are actually all normal. You know, I am normal. There is nothing wrong about me, like no personality flaws. It's just how our brains are naturally wired, and that's it. You know, and what's best, I don't need to drastically change my personality or to become another person to see breakthrough in my life. Just a few scientifically proven tips will be able to help me. But hey, don't take my words for it. This book is not just adored by me. It actually won the fourth place in Japan's annual book award in the self-growth category in 2022. And this annual award is directly voted by readers. So what's so good about this book? You know, what makes more than 200,000 Japanese readers endorse this book? The author of the book, Nobutaka Ohira, now the managing director of Anchor Innovation, 
the company specializes in, you know, helping individuals reach their goals. Um, their clients include Olympic athletes, models, business owners, etc. He is also a best-selling author in Japan, publishing more than ten books. So you know, by the social standard, he is definitely very successful. But could you believe that? Before he started his company, he said he too suffered greatly from procrastination. Like every day, he felt tired, busy, drained, but no result came out of it. He remembered envying his friends, enjoying right range of interests, you know, or taking part in many things, or achieving great results. Though he desired all of these, he desired changes. He just never took any actions to make any changes happen, you know. And all he could do was feeling anxious, feeling sorry for himself, feeling disappointed at himself. I think many of us can somehow relate to that. But one day, he got a wake-up call from his wife, which made him started to study neuropsychology and brain science to know more about what's going on with him. That he finally came to realize. You know his problem is not because he's lazy, not because he lack of willpower or lack of discipline, but rather he just didn't know what are the right triggers to switch on his brains for actions. But the better he understood what these triggers are, the quicker he could get his brain into action and break free from this procrastination chain. According to the author, our brain is very much like a tree log. You know, by nature, we don't want to change. We hate changes. You know how tree sloths are like, right? Like they are super slow, and most of the time, they just hang on trees without moving at all. They are lazy. You know, if we judge by social standards, they are really lazy beings. But we have to agree that's comfortable life. It's akuna matata life for our brains, right? Nothing life-threatening. No need to try too hard. No need to change. Everything goes just fine. Akuna matata. You know, so fighting laziness, lack of motivation, procrastination will not work, my friends. These are just natural behavior of our tree sloth brains. You know, trying to kill the tree sloths inside of us, like working harder. You know, have better self-discipline, like most of the self-help books taught us, will also not work either. Because once you start paying attention, the tree sloths will creep out again. But what is the best way to go forward then? According to the author. Which I also believe is the best way, is to embrace our tree sloths inside of us, you know, and think how we can make this tree sloths to work with us together. Like, all right, I know I have a tree sloth in me, but I also have dreams I want to accomplish. Is there anything I can do to awaken this tree sloth and make it start acting? Like, make it work together side by side with me? Guess what? The answer is yes, and this book is all about that. The author shares thirty-seven tips on how we can get our tree slots to start working. But obviously, I won't be able to share all thirty-seven tips. But I will condense them down into three most important steps, and share a few tips that I think can immediately get us started. 
I'll also share my own personal experiences of how similar approaches I apply to my weight loss journey in 2023, and how I finally lost 10 kg after trying and failing for so many years. So, if you have any New Year plans or just any plans you want to accomplish, you need to listen closely. So, here are the three steps to make any dreams come true. Step one. Anyhow, start turning your wheel first. You know how to stop procrastination and just get started. Step two: map your ways from here to your wildest dream. Step three: how to keep on going when you feel you are failing. And I'm going to delve into details one by one. Step one. Anyhow, start turning your wheel first. How to stop procrastination and just get started? We all know the hardest part to get moving with a car is to start the engine. Without any momentum, the engine experiences the greatest power of friction to get itself started. It's the same with us. The hardest part to do anything is from zero to one. To get the tree sloth from sleeping still. You know the procrastination mode into action. You know the active mode. How can we do that? Well, here are three of my favorite tips from the book. One, stop thinking about making perfect plans. Just do it with whatever you have right now. You know I'm a perfectionist, so it's natural for me to want to have a perfect plans before I start doing anything. Right? I need to have a perfect business plan before I start a new business. I need to have a beautiful logo before I can start pitching to new customers. I need to find a perfect trainer before I can sign up with a gym to start gymming. There are just so many things I need to do it perfectly before I can start taking the key actions. But after years of running my business, I realized one thing: perfection will never arrive. It will only delay us from actions. Plus, you don't even know what perfection means. You know, when you are doing something completely new, how do you know what you need exactly? You don't. But then, the more you aim to have a perfect plan, the more you delay yourself from taking a real action. Instead, the way the author suggested is. Just get started with whatever you have with you right now. At the starting phase, focus on the quantity of actions, not the quality of actions. The goal is just to get yourself started. Like if you want to exercise, then just start with some push-up first, right? You don't need any equipments. You don't need to sign up with any gyms. Just start with what you have right now. If you want to start a business. Then just start selling to some customers first. As you go along, you will understand what you truly need and start tailoring your action plans accordingly. Well, my entire podcast is the best testimony to it. My friend and I had no clue how to start a podcast, but we told ourselves we are not gonna spend time figuring out how to make a perfect podcast. We're just gonna get started. You know, we just believe by the time we record sixty episodes, we should have figured out by them. <laughs> Quantity over quality, my guinea pigs. Oh no, <laughs> I mean my friends. Two, 
add a new habit to an existing one. Trying to do something new is difficult, but if you can build a new habit on top of an old one or existing one, that will make your success rate so much higher. I use this all the time. Like you know, I have always wanted to read more Bible stories to my kids, but I just kept on feeling it. Because what is the real urgency to it? Nothing, right? But one day I just realized what I could do is, you know, I could read story to my kids every morning whilst they were having their breakfast before going to school. So I built a new habit of reading Bible stories to them with the old one of eating breakfast. Plus. Because the kids actually like listening to the Bible stories, I also got someone to hold me accountable to actually deliver it. There is another secret to the success here: is I also anchor my mind to do a specific task at a specific time and specific location. It's like giving a heads up to my tree sloth inside, and eventually, I managed to increase my success rate of Bible story reading from. Zero percent with countless failures to seventy-five percent delivery rate. That's pretty good, right? Three, ten-second rule. If you really cannot get yourself into action, then just focus on doing it for ten seconds. Ten seconds only. Like if you can't get motivated to go to the gym, then you know just tell yourself, "I'm just going to put on my gym top." You know, I do this all the time. Every single time when I have to go to gym, I really battle with myself. Like, really, you know, would it be nice? I just like snooze in a little bit more. Why should I go to the gym? But you know, I would just tell myself, fine. I was just gonna put on this red shirt, you know, my gym shirt. You know, then somehow I could get myself going from there. So don't underestimate this ten seconds. Usually, if you do it for just ten seconds. Your brain will start releasing some dopamine to keep yourself going. It's like once the engine starts turning, it's harder to get it stopped. Another way to make your brain to release this dopamine is by just simply raise your fist in the air and say something like "Yay, yay, yay! I can do it!" You know, like how cheerleaders waving their pom poms high in the air and just like shout out some chants. They work. So whenever you feel like, oh, I really don't want to do it, oh, you know, like, oh, I just want to stay here. Think about this ten-second rule, where it's just like, raise up your pom pom, raise up your fist. You can get your dopamine to start working for you. There are more tips that you can pick up from the book, but if you cannot read Japanese, another great one that you can delve into is the famous Atomic Habit. It's full of tips on how small changes can bring great results too. All right, so now your engine has started turning, and you are used to getting into action from zero to one. Now you can move to the second step. You need to map your way from here to your wildest dream. The author says, "Any life-changing dreams must be wild. Wild here doesn't mean you know something completely outrageous out of the world." It simply means like something you truly desire to do. This desire is not what your brain tells you to do only, but what your heart and what your body also desires. Because our brain is usually very loud, our brain's desire is often noisy. 
But, you know, we need to consider our mind and our body too. Having this desire together in sync is important. And having this desire backing any dream is critical because any goal or any dream without desire is completely meaningless, according to the author. Okay, now you know your desire and you have your dream or have your goal set up. Then it's time to start mapping your way from here to where you want to be. The author said the best way is to design three to five milestones along the way that will continue guide you to go from here to you know, where you want. And within each milestone, we should define specific but small actions that we can easily do one at a time to continue delivering, to push forward, to reach the goals. For example, um, when I first started my weight loss journey, I had a clear goal that I wanted to lose about 10 kgs. Right? My son gave me extra five, my daughter gave me extra five, so put together, I got about 10 kgs to lose. So the easiest milestone for me is, you know, every two kgs that I lost. And the action I gave myself is very simple and very specific. Focus on each meal I eat. And then each meal should have the right portion of protein, fiber, and carbs. And then the other thing I pay attention to is I should hit the gym twice a week. And that's it. So at the very beginning, that's all I focused on. Eating every meal right with the right proportion of nutrition and hit the gym twice a week. So 2 kg, 2 kg, you know, gradually I cleared all of my milestones and I managed to reach my target in four months. All right, now moving on to the last step. Step three, know what to do when you feel you are failing. To be honest, I really feel this step is the most important out of all. I truly think this is the distinctive factor that makes someone successful at doing something versus those who failed. Now just look, how many people are at the gym on the 1st of January? And how many people are still there on the 3rd of January? You know, how many times you tried to diet, but how many times you gave up because you had an impulse of craving and you just couldn't be bothered to continue with your diet plan anymore. The key here is not the matter of poor willpower or lack of perseverance. We know we are weak already by this point, right? Remember, our tree slots, it's still there. So that is not the problem. That is just the condition. The problem? The problem is just that we don't know what to do when things don't go according to our plan. When things go off track, how do we bring ourselves back on track? When things are going slowly, how do we keep on pushing it through? I can stress how important this is because far too many times I have seen people giving up trying because they fell off the track once. So if that's you, here is what you need to do. First, monitor your progress regularly so you never have a chance to truly fall off track. Like, you know, when I was dieting, and I still do till this day, I weigh myself every single morning and I will record my weight down. So if I see any fluctuation in my weight, I would immediately make adjustment uh, to my diet or to my workout. 
That way, I never truly fall off track. And according to the author, we should do that, you know, as well. We should write a journal of review at the end of every week. And in the journal, we should write down, you know, what we did this week and what we have accomplished and what we failed to accomplish and, you know, what concerns us and what is the adjusted plan that uh, we could do for the next week. And he also said we should do it in this order as well. Because our brain likes to know what we have done well first before we go into what we haven't done well and what should we correct our action. So apparently, if we can do this well, we will have 52 times a year to reset ourselves, you know, and make continuous progression. And in that way, we will never truly fall off track. Second, start seeing success as a percentage, not an either or thing. What does it mean? Most people see success as an either-or thing, like you either succeed or you fail. There is no gray area. It's either-or. But this dichotomous mentality is exactly why so many of us give up the whole thing simply because we mess up once. And clearly, this perspective is not going to help us. Instead, the author suggests what we should view success as is percentage. You know, like how professional athletes, like professional baseballers, if they can hit well one out of five times, they're already pretty darn good. And we should apply that to ourselves too. Even if, you know, sometimes we miss, that's fine. As long as we keep on hitting, as long as we keep on trying, you know, as long as we keep on getting back on track again, we can make it. We can make it. It's just a matter of percentage of our success rate. Third, what to do when we just cannot see any progress. We all have those moments that no matter how hard we put in the effort, we just don't see any results that come out of it. And these moments can often frustrate us so much that just made us want to just give up the whole thing. Let it go. doesn't matter. Don't care. If that is what you're thinking right now, stop. Don't just give up yet. Here are something that you can still do, according to the author. What you can do here, you can reduce your scale of measurement. Like if you're trying to lose weight and you cannot see any weight loss progress that's being made if you're measuring yourself at a per kilogram level, then measure it with per 100 gram, you know? Once you reduce the scale of measurement, you might be able to see that you are still making progress, even though at a smaller scale, but you are still going. Perhaps you are losing 200 gram instead of one kilogram, but you are still going and that is what's matter. And another thing you can do is to shift your focus from your goal to your effort. When things are going well, focusing on the goal is a good thing because it motivates us to try harder to keep on going. But when things feel a bit stuck or when things get difficult, having a goal far away doesn't really help sometimes. Instead, what we need to do is to shift our attention back to the effort we put in one step at a time. Like climbing a tall mountain. When we feel like we cannot go any further, we have exhausted all our energy. You know, simply looking at the peak is not going to help us, right? Sometimes even daunt us, like, oh, I still have, like, so far to go. But rather, shift your attention to 
each step you should take, one step at a time, and gradually you will get through it. You will get there. And now here are my thoughts. I think it's not hard to tell that I really like this book, and that's why it took me so long to write up this episode. And to be frank, there are many books in the market covering similar topics. But the reason why I like this book so much is because it's so compact, it's so practical, and so comforting. It shows me that I am not the problem, and all these failing procrastination is just normal. Like I said, I feel so comforted by it. It embraces my human nature, embraces our differences. Like you know, we naturally have different drive to keep us going. Some are driven by human connections, like me. Some are driven by achievements, like my husband, and some are driven by improving their skills. But all of these don't matter. You know, we don't need to become someone else in order to succeed. We don't need to deny our tree sloth nature in order to succeed. We are just fine the way we are. But the key is, how do I go from here, where I am now, to? There, where I want to be. How do I start my engine from zero to one, and how do I continue staying on track and don't quit? So, for your 2024, how would you like to start turning your engine of action? What do you have right now that you can just get started with? What is the dream that your whole body and mind are shouting to you? Yeah, that's it. Let's do it. What is your three milestones to map from here to there? And how would you like to do your weekly review to hold yourself accountable so you never fall off track? What would you do to keep yourself going when things don't go according to plan, or you know when you feel you're failing? With these tips, I am sure you can get your tree slot started moving and get it to work with you. And I am 100% positive your 2024 will be your best year yet to come. Whew! I feel I'm becoming a motivational speaker now, but you know that is what I truly believe from the bottom of my heart, and that's what I think we can have our 2024—a year of dream come true. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. And if you feel you have learned something from it, please do share with your friends. We really need your help here, you know, to spread the word out so more people、um, can be on this journey of improving ourselves together in parenting, in business, or in self growth, and make their 2024 a great year yet to come. All right, so please do follow us、uh, so you won't miss our episode, and also follow us on Instagram as well, a book at Bubble Tea, where I share bite-sized takeaways from each book. Until next time, let's continue reading while enjoying our bubble tea.